right, welcome to the Rocket Men podcast. I am Aitel Levine. As always, I am joined by Dr. Vroom Vroom himself. Drew Dunn. Dr. Vroom Vroom, oh, that's me. I'm Dr. Vroom Vroom. <laughs> I work in the Mercedes garage. That's what they call me. My official title is the Dr. Vroom Vroom. I went to university for I measures in Vroom. And I got the postdoc yes. in room in room two. Yes, in the second yeah. the second room. Yes, you cannot get the both rooms in an undergraduate <laughs> degree. Everybody knows this. Louis Vroom. <laughs> Louis, we're gonna ask you to Vroom. Oh man, Louis, can you guys? Uh, speaking yeah. of Louis, you want to give an update? I got a little update on the uh, the whole he's going to Ferrari. Where's he going? Contract negotiation stuff. I don't know if you heard anything. I about I heard rumor is that he is going to Al Nasser, the Saudi Arabian soccer team that signed Ronaldo uh, out of nowhere. That's that true. Is true. Wait, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to play <laughs> this podcast. By the way, I cannot wait for it to get signed for two hundred fifty million dollars a year in Saudi oh, yeah. Arabia. Wait, who yeah. who do you got? What would you heard? Uh, no, so he's basically saying they're in final stages of negotiation with Mercedes. Yeah. So it's almost locked in that he's 100% going back to Mercedes for at least another two-year extension. Mm. Uh, and basically, the, the big thing that they were negotiating, apparently, wasn't him racing for the next two years or whatever, or that, that money. It was him being a Mercedes ambassador for a 10-year contract oh. totaling over $200 million uh, is what he was looking for. So he's looking to be a Mercedes ambassador for the next decade and make more money than he's made in the last four Wait, years. Wait, so it's 10, he would be getting 10 years, $200 million to be a Mercedes ambassador? That's that's what it yeah, was? Yeah, that's, that's what they're and negotiating that a, right now. Is that in addition to the amount of money he would be making as a driver? Yes. So there, well, I don't think it starts until after he's done being a driver. So I basically think they're, they're trying to kind of give him his sunset song essentially with his okay. contract. So they're like, all right, you're going to drive for us for two years. You know, you're getting up there in age. Maybe there's a, there's an option for him to do a third year if things are going great or whatever. Can I just um, say, but yeah, then after, I think he's saying whenever I'm done with driving, I want 10 years of Mercedes money flowing into my fucking pocket. I'm going to say this right now. And this is a very hot take, but as someone, you know, I'll, I'll flex a little. I work in sports, you know, all day, every yeah. day, all I am doing, you know, is he's hearing about how much money athletes are making, man, 200 over 10 years. I think you could get more. It's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I think, I think that could, that, and I think that's why they're yeah, negotiating. I, yeah. I like dead serious, <laughs> like two hundred million, at twenty million a year for Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes, and and you know Mercedes doesn't exactly have a you know a a, a closet a, a binder full of of all stars that have come off of you know Mercedes. You know, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, besides Tom Cruise, <laughs> I mean, who else is hanging out in the past? You know, a, a Braun GP. You got to go back to Jensen Button, but he's working with with Keanu Reeves right now, so I don't think he's going to be able to do right. it. You know, I it, to me it seems a little bit low. I hope he's able to to bump it up to a little bit more. I think he could be getting more money with GoPuff, or like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. if he was to sign a deal yeah. with uh, you know, with Zin, he could be making five hundred yeah, million over could. over ten years. He could just pick any U.S. phone carrier and make that. Yo, of money. fucking. Yeah. He could just be a spokesperson. <laughs> he could be the new, the actual new Jake from State <laughs> Farm. We could replace the black Jake from State Farm with another black Jake from State Farm, and it's my like favorite him. thing in podcasts now is like is Conan O'Brien. Uh, not, not only because he's like incredible, honestly, like great podcast. But my favorite thing about it yeah. is that it is always sponsored by like State Farm and stuff like that. <laughs> and I think it would be great if Lewis Hamilton was sponsored by like Deloitte 
or like Price Waterhouse yeah. Cooper yeah. or something. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Why are more F1 drivers not represented or not getting sponsorship money by like Geico? Like auto insurance. Yeah, right? Well, I'd imagine that all of their, they're probably not allowed to take any sort of outside contracts or sponsorships while they're signed under those things. Because, I mean, they're basically walking billboards mm -hmm. for whatever brands that the, the teams are allowing into them. So I don't even think that you'd be allowed to have like Charles Leclerc come out and sell a piano. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, this is the Grandmaster Perfect Sound. I'm Charles Leclerc. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. You know, like, I, I don't even think they're allowed to do that until after. And I think that's what he's trying to do yeah. is going like, instead of me shopping around and going to Zinn and fucking <laughs> all these different companies... Like, let me just do Mercedes for 10 years. Pay me the $250 million, and we'll call it a day. How uh, how bad uh, or how sad do you think Leclerc's uh, song? And we'll get to this uh, later in the show, uh, but how bad is Well, yeah. first of all, did you see that there was a, there is a new release? I don't know. We didn't talk about this. Mm -hmm. There is an official second song release uh, called MIA 2-3. Which Charles is, uh, edition. I think missing in action. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is uh, the Miami Grand Prix. Still just as sad. Still just as sad and heartbroken piano oh songs. I'm hoping that he comes out with a screamo song for Monica. Falling in my skin! <laughs> he comes out Lincoln Just Park. like, penalty! <laughs> penalty! Barcelona! <laughs> I'm Malona! <laughs> uh, we'll get to that a little. I just, uh, back on, on Hamilton, though, I, and just in sponsorship in general, um, something that is always fascinating to me is the IWC sponsorship that Lewis Hamilton has. Lewis Hamilton is yeah. represented by such an uninteresting, boring watch company. It has got okay. to suck being Lewis Hamilton walking into a paddock and seeing, you know, Richard Malays on Charles Leclerc's, uh, you know, arms, yeah. and everyone else has better watches than he is contractually obligated to wear. IWC watches... Unless they're listening, in which case, best watch on the on the market, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and we are looking for sponsorship. IWC, uh, you know, hit us up. We will <laughs> we will shit on Rolex if you want. Yeah, but IWC is more of a brand for us to be marketing, yeah. not fucking Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton has to drive under Rolex <laughs> signs every fucking. It would be race like a, while wearing a shitty. Feel like watch. if Ronaldo was sponsored by Swatch, <laughs> like it's. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a, it's so you know it's a nice watch, it's luxury, but it's so uninteresting for Lewis Hamilton. You know, I bet yeah. he, I bet you know when he goes to the the races, he's got one watch on, he's got the IWC watch on. There's no way that he's wearing that IWC around town. He's got he's a no. Rolex. Guy. I bet he's got that fucking rainbow bedazzled Rolex that he uh, that he wears out to everywhere else. I doubt that he was wearing a fucking IWC at the Met Gala. Like that's not happening. Yeah, no. I, he probably specific talking about contract negotiations. He probably negotiated that, and that yeah. contract was like, you know, I'll, I'll wear it around the paddock, mate. But I'm not fucking oh, putting yeah. it on walking down Wembley. <laughs> it's not happening. Mate. I wonder how much money IWC. Wait, let me one second. IWC, how much money does Hamilton make from IWC? Is that a thing at all? Uh, I don't know if they have to disclose that. How much is sponsor? Yeah, they don't. That'd be funny if they do. I mean, you could look up Rihanna's weight. You should be able to look up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how much Hamilton is getting paid. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so today was obviously a qualifying. Yeah. Wait, how much does Rihanna weigh? Oh, no, 130. 
No, that's an actual. One <laughs> I swear to God, I know this because I lost like 130 pounds. I've gained a little bit back now, uh, about 15, yeah. 20 pounds back. Uh, but when I lost, I was looking at celebrities that lost the amount of weight because I was trying to describe it to people. And I was like, you know, it's like having like one Rihanna r- like ripped from your body. Uh, and the only right. way I know that uh, is because her weight was just online. <laughs> just like <laughs> you just Google her weight. That's the worst. That's how you know you're famous I, is when like you can't Google my way. I can't Google your way. But when you bust through <laughs> to a certain level, I can be like, you know, how much, how much does Jake Gyllenhaal weigh? You know, right how now? much does Drew Dunn weigh? You know, I saw saw yeah. Drew Dunn on a CBS, you know, playing the dad. Yeah. How much? How much does Drew Dunn weigh? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I can't say right now. Uh, best level of fame is the level of fame right before they put your weight online. That's yes, the- yes, that's where you want to be. That's the sweet spot. Maybe you get a couple paparazzi yeah. pictures a year, but nobody knows what you're what you're looking <laughs> down on at that scale. Oh god, so fucked up. Um, anyways, so today was the Spanish Grand Prix qualifying. Uh, man, last week's Monaco qualifying and this week's Spanish Grand Prix pre qualifying, absolutely amazing. We have been spoiled. Over the past couple of weeks with uh, yeah. with these qualifiers, um, there's a lot of uh, big stuff that came out of it. Uh, to read, just uh, we'll go from the top. Uh, Max Verstappen uh, finished number one overall. Then it was Carlos Sainz, who. What is amazing about this um, is that uh, Charles Leclerc got out in P1. Sorry, sorry, in Q1. Yeah. In uh, Q1. He yeah. is going to be starting the race in 19th, and I don't think that there is a key on a piano sad enough <laughs> to describe what Charles Leclerc is going through uh, right now. Um, yeah. yeah. And especially with no penalties, nothing. no, like no, nothing, no, nothing, just a pure, I tried my best. I mean, don't get me wrong. The track was slippery at points, but it dried up towards the end of the point where everyone's still putting in good. Flying yeah. Laps. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tough, I, dude. Tough to fucking take that on the chin, especially when you see your teammate, doing so well i mean don't get me wrong we're still talking about margins that are a second and a half you know totally that's a second and a half you know that's the difference between like first and last place on the grid which is why i love f1 so much you're basically watching like olympic level swimming differences every every weekend yeah you got phelps going up against that other guy lochte yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) every weekend just criminals going up against each other Right, right. That's such a funny thing. That's such a funny dad comment, by the way, to be watching like Olympic swimming and be like, "Oh, these fucking criminals!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I wonder why they can swim so yeah, fast. They're swimming from the cops. To, yeah, yeah what are they swimming from? You know, I, 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 what are they swimming yeah. so fast for? Okay, you don't need to swim that fast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charles Leclerc. You know, afterwards, uh, he, he was. He, they asked him about it, and I'm pretty sure the quote was like, "Yeah, you know, anytime I tried to make a left turn, it was unbelievably hard." And then whenever I tried to make a right turn, it was unbelievably hard. And you're like, that's uh, both directions that you uh, you go. Yeah, uh, you can either go right or yeah, left. That's that's hundred <laughs> percent of the turning that you're going to be doing uh, is either one of those two options. And I uh, know, but now let me ask yeah. you this because I'm not sure about this. This is the only thing that I could think that might give some sort of explanation. Is in FP1 and FP2, science was was rocking the new package i guess the upgrades package that ferrari was bringing where leclerc was not so 
I don't know if they ended up adding all of those things to Leclerc's car. And if they did, he definitely didn't get as much time behind the wheel as Sainz did to get used to it and how it's a little different and what to do with it. I mean, they're all seem pretty kind of nominal things where it's like, oh, this reduces drag by this and that. But uh, some of them seem enough where Sainz was, was quicker. So maybe that's the case. Maybe Sainz has those upgrades or is at least more used to those upgrades now because he had more time behind the wheel with them. Uh, maybe just to give Leclerc a little less of a reason to be sad. I mean, it's, see, he's so unlucky is, like, the issue with him he's over so the past couple of years. So this qualifying felt like a computer error. Like, it felt like they just, like, yeah. someone pushed the wrong number, and, like, it just, you know, and then uh, the the wind resistance was a little bit different. Or, you know, they just, uh, the, the tire, you know, uh, degradation was, like, off by, like, a, a, just a tiny little bit. You know, he he was dumbfounded by this afterwards, like, completely, completely confused. And, yeah, just like Carlos Sainz also, um, you know, it, it's almost like taking away from the fact, you know, Finn, he's going to be starting... You know, on the on the on the, he's gonna be starting on the front line. It's a home race for him, so that's like yeah. completely awesome. And if you were going into this race and qualifying, looking at the Spanish drivers who would be coming out on top, it's got to be a little bit of a fucking bummer for Fernando Alonso, who uh, you know, is yeah. quali- he qualified ninth. So, um, and we'll get to him, but uh, you know, congratulations, Carlos Sainz. Uh, you know, hometown. Uh, he's so hot. He's got everything going for him. Yeah, he's you know. He's just fucking, yeah. He's the best version of Kermit the Frog voice I've ever seen. Oh, you know? wow. Before, uh, before it was like Ray Romano. Now I think he's he's lapping Ray Romano. I think he's, I am, I am a frog. You know, it's like. <laughs> Wait, that is so funny. He is HBO's frog. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the serious, it's the girls for Kermit. <laughs> if Disney made a live action remake of the Muppets. Oh, yeah. It would be Carlos Sainz sitting on a log playing the guitar. Going, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, it's really not easy. Can you imagine uh, just the dumper on Miss Piggy if Disney or Pixar uh, made? Yeah, who plays? Uh, yeah. Who plays Miss Piggy in the uh, in the in the live? Oh, action live action! A uh, live action was uh, was one. I was talking about how Disney and Pixar tends to give moms like just thick, just oh, yeah. thick behinds. <laughs> you know, so Piggy's already coming. Into I was that. thinking. <laughs> I mean, this. I don't know. Take this whatever you want. I think if they if they make the Muppets into people, I think Lizzo plays yeah. Miss Piggy. I yeah, was actually gonna say this is. I hear me out. Cardi B, her okay. voice kind of sounds a little bit like Miss Piggy. Yeah, she can get to that. Yeah, that like, like literally, that's her singing. <laughs> yes, literally, that is Hustlers. Hustlers is a movie about Miss Piggy defrauding weird guys. Uh, you know, get it, try, trying to right. get a lap dance and forget a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, next up on the grid is going to be Lando Norris. Who the fuck wow. saw this coming? And he was... McLaren overall, man. I mean, they were flying. God. They were flying. That P, the Q1 was like insane for, for McLaren. I mean, Piastri out of nowhere. Yeah. And then just... I was like, oh, that's a slow time or whatever. And then it just stuck there for like until the very end. At one Crazy. point, Norris was like leading qualifying. Uh, and I will say, you know, in the beginning of the season, the conversation around McLaren was like, are they going to be, you know, fighting with Alpha Tauri and Haas for points? And now the conversation over the past couple of weeks, you know, as they've kind of uh, righted the ship a little bit, is do they start to push into that? You know, they're obviously not going to be touching a top four team, but if Ferrari 
slot keeps on sliding and uh, you know, I don't want to say it keeps on sliding because like half of the team did well today, but there's a chance, you know, yeah. if McLaren keeps on putting Norris and Pedastri in a position to get decent points that they, you know, they, they don't get in the top four, but they definitely make it scary for a Ferrari towards the end of the season. Yeah. They, they, they definitely could be competing with Alpine and Ferrari. If things keep going well for them, with that being said, Alpine's looking great yeah. this weekend as well. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool to see, man. I mean, it's uh, anytime you see a big mix up like that. And I think that's why I liked Q1 so much was like, they were just, it was flipping. And then the last second it was just, everybody's yeah. topping each other over and over and over again. And you're just like, Oh, who's getting pushed out? And then fucking, uh, Hul- I mean, at one point Hulkenberg was in, uh, was on the top of the grid. Uh, you know, yeah, I know, I know we'll, we'll talk yeah, that yeah. a little later, but I'm, I, I got Hulkenberg Ooh. up there, man. I got Hulkenberg, not necessarily a podium, but I, I got him in my top six. This yeah, weekend. I, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll get to him in, in a bit. You're right. Um, next up we yeah. have Pierre Gasly and, uh, here's what I will say about Pierre Gasly at this point. Uh, anytime Alpine does well, I'm, it's boring. Like I, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. as someone, I don't have any real affinity or hatred towards them, uh, to Alpine as a team. Uh, so it's almost like the only thing interesting about them was like the dynamic between Gasly and Akon. But at this point, they have them so media trained and they're like very much they're they're forcing a kumbaya sing along on these two to even when Gasly finishes fourth, which like congratulations. Great job. You know, it's just like fine. You know, it's it's not interesting. Right. You know, I'm happy for them. But at the same time, like, who, like, who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, that's how I feel. I and mean, I only the French for Alpine when when Alonso was yeah. on there. But yeah, now everything just seems too prim, prim and proper. Too blue, just fucking just. Uh, yeah, we are we are the, we are going to be racing the cars, <laughs> and we are all best friends yeah. here. We share a lot of escargot <laughs> together, uh, and we are we are going to be having a beautiful time on a beautiful day. And after this, I'm going to kiss uh, Pierre <laughs> on the lips because that's what we do in France. Uh, me and Esteban, uh, what we do is we uh, b- buy one big baguette and we both start yes. eating it from uh, both other ends of the sides of the baguette. And in the middle, yes, we kiss. And it's fine. That's how you say hello in France. Yes, I'm sorry. Have you seen the lady and the Trump? <laughs> <laughs> we do that, but with a full loaf of this bread. This is, but with entire loaf of bread. <laughs> we yes. do it. It's a big team building exercise. It for is us. a six feet of bread. We each eat three yes, feet of the long, bread. You know, we start on each side of the F1 car, <laughs> and then we meet in the cockpit together, and that's how we decide who is going to be uh, getting the first qualifying point. What today. if they did that before every race, and by the end of the season, <laughs> it's Pierre Gasly, Esteban are just fat. Like just yeah, they just yeah. can't fit in the cockpit. Anymore. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, you know, if we're talking about Esteban Ocon, we didn't uh, do a full Monaco recap, but Esteban Ocon coming in third. My God, uh, wow, you crazy. know, crazy. All right, next up, uh, coming in at number five uh, for qualifying in Spanish Grand Prix is Lewis Hamilton, and the story that you are going to be uh, that we're all going to be hearing about this for the rest of the, the until the next race, which is in about two weeks. Um, is going to be yeah. how Lewis Hamilton and uh, George Russell they touched tips. They got into a little they bit did. of a, a little bit of a crash um, in the middle of a, in the middle of Q two. Uh, man, you know we have been talking about how uh, you know certain teams and there's certain dynamics that are just built for a crash. You know, Verstappen. And you know Verstappen and uh, and Perez built for a for for a crash. Gasly right. and Alcon they were built for a crash. They've already had their crash. You know, 
I don't. I didn't really yeah. see Hamilton and uh, and Russell ever getting into a crash. They seem like very polite, uh, technically sound drivers. I think this surprised yeah. a lot of people that, uh, you know, Russell, uh, you know, he jutted out to the left a little bit, and that's kind of like what uh, caused the crash. Did you see this happening? I, did, I was confused. I had to rewatch it a couple times because I was confused as to why they were even that close to each other on the track, yeah. you know? Like, that seems like a Mercedes problem to be like, why are both of our guys doing flying laps wheel to wheel, and there hasn't been any communication that – one should be giving another a toe or or something like that. That's what I was half expecting. I was like, oh, he's just doing this so, you know, uh, Hamilton can get that flying lap around him or something like that, and he's going to pass him on the inside. But then they're both just kind of stubborn and then running each other off the road. I didn't I didn't see that coming. No, you're at all. right in that like out of all the teams like you know, aside from their dynamic being pretty cordial, aside from uh you know, the fact that these are very good, you know, technical drivers that you know, once again like they're these aren't cra- these aren't crash uh, magnets or anything like that. And with Total Wolf at the helm, this is Mercedes. This isn't a Ferrari where I yeah. can see this happening, you know, almost yeah, every race. That's, that's what I was going to say. You know, it felt like more of a Ferrari type mistake to have those guys so close on. Qualifying. Yeah, it's a, it, like I, I just didn't it's get a great it. point. Mercedes, I you know, I Toto is probably pissed off right now. I bet Toto is currently reaming the two of them out, and I picture know. him in in like a dark hooded yeah. robe, sp- like sitting in a chair, just putting his fingers together, going like, "Let them." <laughs> he comes in, all of a sudden, flames from behind him. I bet he also does this thing where. He calls you in, and he's sitting behind a big desk, and you're sitting, you know, Hamilton and Russell are sitting across from him, and he doesn't say anything, just stares for 45 (laughs) minutes, just stares, and then out of nowhere, unloads. He hits a 15, 40 (laughs) out of nowhere, you shit yourself, you leave the office, and there's toilet paper outside of the office. Because they know. Yeah. He get he gets red in the face. He gets yeah. that like demon voice coming out of him. That, <laughs> you crushed my car! Do you think this is your car? This is not your car! This is my car! <laughs> Does Toto Wolf look like a bitch? Look, look in the mirror. Are you Toto Wolf? Then you are not be driving the car like that. <laughs> he's just got he's like he's killing animals during this. He's he's uh punching yeah. walls. There's just like trip. Russell's like hiding behind Hamilton's legs. You know? <laughs> oh, I bet there's also a thing when you get in there where he is sitting there calm behind the desk, but the whole room yeah. is messed up. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> there's fucking holes in yeah. the wall. All the paintings are crooked. There's a, there's a little Formula One model that he spent years making just snapped in half. I, another, yeah. I totally can see another <laughs> thing that he would do. You walk in on the table in front of him is just two like knives and two towels. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm thinking human skull on oh, the desk for too, just to paint the picture a little better. So yeah. human skull, people are like, is that real? And he's like, don't worry about it. it don't, should they not worry about it? Right, Kimmy? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, Have you seen Mick Schumacher lately? Yeah. No, I haven't seen him at all. I interesting, he interesting. Because <laughs> he's adjusting mm. the skull. On his head. You know, even though there's no <laughs> eyes in this skull, it seems like this skull has Kimmy's eyes. Mm. Yeah, Dead eyes. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if they're going to behave uh, tomorrow. Uh, you know, Hamilton got le- less damage than Russell, it appeared. Uh, who- Russell, you know, got out um, in Q2. Uh, but yeah, we'll see uh, what this dynamic is going forward. My guess is uh, they don't go near each other for the rest of the season. 
yeah. <laughs> I don't think these guys are ever touching each other ever again. Man, like it is. Uh, I don't know. I think they both get it. Yeah, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if this turns into like a bigger thing than it is. Because don't get me wrong. I mean, there is a little bit of space for Russell to have his elbows out as the young guy. You know, Hamilton's on his way out. He he still has a lot to prove. We talked about this earlier in the year. So he's definitely still trying to prove himself, trying to get those wins and podiums and stuff like that that he's lacking this yeah. year. So I don't know. I think if there is an opportunity, he's begging to pass him in, in Monaco and stuff like that and then ends up eight seconds back. So it's, yeah, he he's definitely thinks he's like – He's the little brother who's trying to sit in the sit shotgun on the family vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 sit in the back, buddy. Know your role. Uh, but he's not going to be very happy with that. No. So it, I don't know. It could turn into this whole thing, but it would surprise me just because they are, like you said, they're both just motorheads. They they love racing. They love rules and regulations and shit like that. Which speaking speaking of that, by the way, I don't want to jump. Uh, too far yeah. away but rules and regulations there was a moment in qualifying where fernando alonso was watching i think it was Gasly impede on uh uh verstappen's lap and he was just acting like a like a race judge he goes that's impeding uh, that's gonna be at least uh, at least three places and they're like okay fernando okay not your job not your job it's like you should let them know yeah focus fernando please focus. he's like i have no dog in this fight but uh can you please yeah. let the stewards know it, uh, he's the karen of the he's the karen of the racetrack yeah that yeah. was massive impeding right there. He's the only one that does the race with his cell phone video camera out. Just like uh, Yeah, he's on the F one app the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, at the same time he's like yelling into the into the uh the mic, he's like, Am I being detained? And they're like, No, you're not yeah. being detained. <laughs> no, you're free to go. No. So you can't put your hands on me. I know my rights. <laughs> I know no one Mirandarized me. All right, uh, for, uh, Fernando, yeah. just keep there's no cops near you. This is a closed track. <laughs> There are no police on the course. Please stay focused. Fucking pigs. Please stop watching television. Please stop watching television. <laughs> oh, man. Um, next up. By the way, oh, just on, on to him. You know, something was interesting about uh, Monaco uh, during the uh, post-race uh, you know, interview they did. Uh, and I love this about them. It's that these guys are such nerds for racing. They love racing and so much. And yeah. the you know last week was an incredible weekend of uh, motorsport. You had... Uh, first of all, secession, uh, you know, finale. Right. Uh, you also had, you know, you had Monaco, and then you immediately had the Indy 500. And on the pod, you know, on the the post uh, uh, game interview for the post race interview for Monaco, you had uh, Fernando and Verstappen kind of being like, uh, like rushing the reporters along to be like, you know, can we get out of here? We got the Indy is starting. We're gonna miss the Indy. Uh, 500 yeah, race. Can to, you please fucking yeah. uh, hurry this shit up? Uh, anyways, all right. Next up, Lance Stroll coming in at number six for qualifying. Uh, Mazel Tov, uh, my Yiddish brother, uh, Lance yep. Stroll. Uh, great race from him. Daddy is happy. Uh, congratulations also to the Lan to the Stroll Mishpacha. Uh, his sister got oh, yeah. married uh, <laughs> recently, and uh, something that was interesting was that I didn't know that. Uh, uh, Mrs. Stroll, uh, or Miss, Mr. Stroll, Mr. Mrs. Stroll, the lady that, uh, the, the guy that, that the sister married is like good friends with Daniel Ricardo. I had no, I, I had no idea. He was all over it. Oh, he was all over those, uh, those wedding pictures. It was kind of nice. Oh, yeah. wow. I'll get to see Daniel Ricardo getting his name around wherever he needs to go. Oh, uh, let me just say, by the way, uh, what a stunning affair. You should have seen the pictures, Drew. Oh, yeah. This is what. Oh no, my God. I haven't. I haven't seen anything. Any pictures oh, at all? My God, spring. I assume this was this was in Vancouver. 
It's, I mean, there's nothing. Oh, Vancouver's beautiful. Especially during a Vancouver wedding during spring. Uh, you know, Chloe Stroll. My God, she's living, she's living all of our dreams. Having that. Wow. Can you imagine? Uh, 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 I, I wish. Yeah. No, my wedding was, was seven, almost eight years ago. Oh, congrats. So it definitely wasn't sprawling. I hadn't had a moment to become a, a billionaire yet, so we weren't able to do it in the forest or wherever. Uh, luxurious place that they i'm pretty sure i'm pretty up. sure uh they were able to afford uh the shire from middle earth they went down oh interesting they opened nice. up a, a hole in the time slip <laughs> ended up down there all sense. right next up we got uh, esteban Acon. uh i you know congratulations at number seven uh, once again the alpines are boring unless they're fighting to me any you got anything there yeah, I want them to crash into each other yeah. again, or at least have a moment where they're like give give not each other the finger, but whatever the French people do. I'm sure they do like not some version of the Italian hand to each other to disrespect <laughs> some some like under the chin flick or they do a, the sufi, you know, a thumb to the tooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do I do when I am mad at my teammate? I simply do not speak to him. That is it's all. called passive aggression. A passive aggression. Yeah. That is what the and French are do. That's what we did in World <laughs> War II. We were very passive aggressive to the Germans, and they did not like it very much. That is why we are so good <laughs> militarily, historically. It's because instead of fighting out of the field, we are passive. <laughs> we're just passive. passive. You could take our land, but we'll be very grumpy. Go ahead. I will go ahead and pass me on track. I will mm. not be very happy about mm. it. Good luck. Good luck talking. Good luck making small talk with me afterwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be very cold and short. Uh, Esteban Akron last week, uh, you know, came third uh, at Monaco. Uh, so, you know, him following it up. Yeah. If I hope, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to make uh, a podium this uh, time. But, you know, good job, Esty. Uh, Esty Bestie. Yeah, it's good to see that. It's good to see Alpine actually performing because I was kind of nervous they were going to have such a shit yeah. year. Like, they lost Fernando. They were just kind of losing everything. Yeah, so. I mean, it is cool the Piastri situation. Going into this, yeah, you know, yeah. it's pretty shitty. Anyways, uh, you know, that's always going to be the big question of, like, what this season would have been like if Piastri stayed, you know? Because then you right. got Gasly, right. you know, like Nick DeVries, I don't think uh, would have... No, I, I, yeah, I don't think he would have ended up in the in the league, you know, because it involved Gasly leaving. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You have to... This is a yeah, fun it been It would have been interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, next, Nico Hulkenberg, baby! God, oh, yeah. every week Haas gives us something, and I love it. Love it's it. also been so even at who is given what. At one point, there were multiple points during this qualifying where Hulkenberg was leading the uh, you know was leading the field. Uh, God, yeah. every I, and also Haas is American, so a big win for the United fucking States of America. Woo. You goddamn traitors out there! Um, yeah, this was awesome. Uh, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I, you know it's not supposed to be happening when the announcers are yeah. so shocked yeah. that, it, that it's happening. They're like, is that Nico? Like, they wanted to swear. They wanted to be like, Nico yeah. fucking hokey Book, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you got to be goddamn uh, kidding me. This is impossible. That car is terrible. The driver is okay. <laughs> this should not be <laughs> happening. <laughs> How is this happening? How is this happening? Where is Sergio Perez? <laughs> the only conceivable explanation is that every other car is fucking up. And he is they're, all, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. <laughs> Fernando Alonso must be having the worst day of his life. Oscar Piastri must have gotten terrible news before getting into his car. A horse. A horse. 
<laughs> they are the shittiest. Yeah, no, that, the shittiest car on four wheels. <laughs> that's exactly how it feels. How is this even this pile of shit? <laughs> I wouldn't put a fuck. I wouldn't put my worst enemy into that car, and yet here Nico yeah. Hulkenberg is. The engineers are stupid. The people touching the tires are stupid. Gunther Steiner <laughs> has a job because he's a media personality at most. This is logically impossible. Yeah, and meanwhile, Hulkenberg's just like, I can't believe yeah, we're doing it. No, Hulkenberg is like, <laughs> just calm, doesn't know that nobody believes in him. Just what if Hulkenberg <laughs> is like, hey guys, uh, can you. Uh, can you uh, not uh, patch in the TV broadcaster talking about how shitty I am into my helmet? Yeah, I don't need that while I'm... Um, can, can, can I just get a simple yeah. P5? P, can, I, can I get something yeah. like that? Or? Can we go back to the other thing where you, just, you guys just talk sporadically to me? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. How many times did this guy say unbelievable yeah. in two yeah. sentences? I mean. You guys don't think it's that crazy, right? Like... Like, yeah, it's not it was cool. Crazy. Yeah, They're like, what? Yeah, you know, uh, it's what it is. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I love this. You know, and Magnuson also had a terrible day. Uh, but I feel like last week also, yeah. wasn't last week, you know, Magnuson had a good day. Holkenberg had a bad day. So, yeah, they've kind of been alternating. So, it's cool to see Haas saying they have all these upgrades and it actually delivering too, yeah. you know. Um, and, and for me, anytime you see an un- unordinary logo in Q3 or getting near a podium yeah. – uh, I'm for it. I'm yeah. for it. That's why I like I like Ocon getting the podium in Monaco just because it's something different. Keep keep mixing it up. Keep it moving. Um, so yeah, dude, good for Haas. And like I said earlier, I mean, I I see him finishing top six. I see him holding on this weekend. I think there's going to be problems uh, with people staying on the track. Yeah. Clearly, they're they're having a lot of like I don't know what it is. Whether they're just kind of losing their their front load or something like that. But there's a lot of moments where people are just even on fresh tires just kind of completely losing. yeah so, i mean they they called um, it'll be they, they called the beginning of qualifying uh you know it got red flagged about like three minutes in or something because of how slippery it was out there you know they they yeah uh, yeah well, <laughs> it's kind of silly i love that when they cut they cut to like i mean everything in f1 is so official there's so much money and technology in the sport and then you go to the guys cleaning up the gravel yeah. and only one of them has a <laughs> it's like a broom from 1980. <laughs> it's like a fucking rickety handle. It's spinning at the bottom. It's not even moving. And then there's just a dude kicking it. I'm like, we didn't have two more brooms for the fucking red flag and qualify. What are we I doing? I love that, that like F1 at one point is like, get the broom. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's been the Bro. same broom in Spain since 1865. <laughs> that, of course, is the Villeneuve broom uh, named after yes. Jacques Villeneuve. Uh, it is <laughs> only three men and can actually handle the broom. Uh, it uh, has to go through a white glove uh, tampering at the end of every race. And the stewards have just been called a penalty for not having a broom under regulation. Unfortunately, the bristles yes. were they were on hard bristles. Uh, they need to change yes. to soft. All, f- all four bristles went off the track. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a problem <laughs> here. Oh my god! Hey, what's that? Next up, we got Alonzo uh, coming in at number nine. Uh, you know what? I'll put my conspiracy theory hat on here and say he was uh, throwing a uh, nepo baby a little bit of a, a little bit of a, an olive branch here. Mm. You know, it's got to suck to be. It's got to suck to have to be performing poorly at your job, and then also your dad is there. Oh, Kendall Roy, fucking yeah. Lance Stroll is Kendall Roy, baby. <laughs> and Fernando Alonso is Shiv. Yeah, yeah. And Sebastian well, Vettel think, is I Roman. Think... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think Fernando, like, I think he had some some damage in yeah. uh, in the first part of qualifying where he went in the gravel. So obviously that can affect your speed, especially when you're dealing with such tight margins there. But yeah, why not? Why not give fucking old Stroll something to celebrate? Yeah. You know. And this track is like a mediocre track that they're still. You know, this, the big thing with this track this year is that they got rid of one of the, the turns and they made it just a single turn. You know, this track historically, it's just it's a mediocre track. Uh, you know, it, it's annoying for Alonzo. This is a home race for him. So that's got to like suck a little bit. You know, it's, you know, as much as we joke that it was conspiracy, you know, I, I obviously, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, I feel bad for him. You right. know, this, if you're looking at the, the race calendar, uh, I'm sure he is targeting this, uh, track as one of those that he's like trying to win. You know, if, yeah, if you're course. putting all your eggs into certain baskets during the year, uh, you know, it, when it comes to like races and stuff like that and where to like put like a lot of effort and everything, you know, he's been knocking on the door, uh, to get, uh, you know, to get a win and it's got to suck to look at how well Max Verstappen was doing and then see that he is at nine, you know, he's not going to get it this, uh, this time around. So, uh, sucks for him. No, yeah. not, not without some, some crazy stuff happening at the front of the field. You know, if, if Hamilton crashes into Russell, which, which takes out both yeah. Red Bulls, he's got a chance. Yeah. He'll be able to easily, well, let's be honest. Okay. I, it, the question for me with Alonzo is, does he finish top five? You know, I, I he's yeah, obviously he's yeah. going to pass Hulkenberg. He's going to pass Akun. I think at some point, and this is why I say five specifically, is that Stroll's at six. Akun, mm. if Akun doesn't pass Stroll, then you're going to have a situation where Alonzo is going to have to either pass. Like, Stroll's either going to have to give the, the place up to Alonzo or just outrace him. And, right. you know, none of us think that Stroll is going to be out racing Alonzo in the current car that they have, you know, to Stroll play along, to Stroll, you know, move aside. We kind of see uh, how much of a, a little bit of a whiny guy, uh, you know, LA Strolls. We see if Nepo yeah, baby does I, Nepo baby step aside is going to be the question tomorrow. I don't think he would ever set aside. I think if anything, it'll come on the tire strategies, yeah. you know? So like I th maybe they give Fernando the the favorable strategy, but I doubt it. I mean, if I'm if my kid's in the car, I'm giving him the best chance to win yeah. or at least get a podium for the first time. Whatever has Stroll ever? Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, he, he had a back in racing yes, okay. point. If I'm not mistaken, he had. Uh, oh, that's like right. Hungry? That's right. I could be. Yeah. God, are <laughs> You know what's kind of funny is I'm sure that there's other podcasts out there that had like an immediate like oh yeah he this this and, and this yeah and then course. I'm like I get I'm like yeah I think hungry years ago and I'm like give me the fucking Jeopardy title baby put me on Masters look if you're if you're listening to this podcast looking for facts uh -uh. stats and that kind of stuff, wrong place <laughs> we are the okay we're we're the rocket <laughs> men we're we're fast flying we're we're just saying shit we're talking shit we're doing total wolf voice mandatory every <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is the Gutfeld of F1, exactly. and we are proud yeah. about that. Damn right. Uh, yeah, I, next up, we have, do you have anything else on Alonzo? Um, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see. I see him, you know, I do see him, uh, you know, ending at a number six. I don't think he's going to pass Hamilton. I do think at some point he does pass Stroll. I, I would love, I think that, uh, you know, I would love to see it actually, I would like to see the Stroll Alonzo, uh, you know, play swap happened during the race and not in a tire strategy situation. Uh, just just yeah, to I see, because I genuinely do not know what would happen. Because you do have, on the other side, if you're Stroll, I am more than able to go back like, hey, you know, this, this track is slippery. 
I don't want to risk anything. The smarter thing would be to keep us both here, defend five and defend, you know, six and seven, uh, rather than, uh, you know, potentially dangerously have uh, Alonzo go into fifth. That would involve passing Stroll. So, yeah. And also, I just don't think, I think Stroll has a way to put together laps for qualifying, but I don't think he has and really has ever shown that he can maintain that kind of pace for, for an entire yeah. race. I mean, he always is kind of fluctuating and going down and then complaining and saying, it's this, or what should I do? He so, was better with broken arms. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Someone needs to go break his fucking wrist <laughs> in two weeks. Yo, that's so funny. He's in Lance Stroll's, he's in Lauren Stroll's office, and there's just a, a pipe there. Yeah. He's like, you know what to do, kid. Hey, you yeah. know what to do, eh? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Lance, come in here. Why don't you go ahead and you take a pipe to the wrist? You know, you'll fly out yeah. there like a freaking bat out of hell, hey. eh? Huh? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I'll go ahead, Pops. Why don't you go ahead and give my arms a whack? Yeah, let me just say, by the way, uh, Daniel Ricardo at the wedding. I loved it. You know, I wish he was my kid, eh? Oh, so why don't sure. you go ahead? Oh, I love Daniel yeah. Ricardo. Eh? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this is all happening while Shorzy is playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's one more thing yeah. on Aston Martin, I guess, is rumors, uh, very long set rumors, but rumors of Yuki Sonoda, if he has some good years over the next few years, potentially making his way over to Aston yeah. Martin. So, obviously, a couple years out, but they're getting the Honda. They were talking about how Yuki, mm-hmm. you know, his connection with that and stuff. And so, could be. Could be. If, if Yuki's able to prove himself that he should be in the league still in a couple years, then Aston Martin might be his future. Can we talk about this Honda thing? You know, now that you brought it up, this is one of the best fuck you moves to Max Verstappen in the history of the world. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the story out here, if you guys aren't familiar, is that Honda is going to be providing the engine for Aston Martin in 2026. The background for this is that a couple of years ago, uh, Honda went to Red Bull and said, you know, they're currently the engine suppliers of Red Bull, and they said, we're not going to be making these uh, engines anymore. Something about energy compliance or, or like, uh, about green well, energy. In 2026, in 2026, there is, it's kind of going to be a start of a new era as far as engines go, right? Yeah. It's going to be more hybrid, less, so it is going to be more of an energy efficient engine. Uh, in 2026 with that rule of change, which is why I think Honda's jumped. Yeah, so Honda backed out of the Red Bull deal. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of the numbers I saw was that, uh, that, you know, Lawrence Stroll uh, went over to Honda and was like, you know, here's $100 million, make us an engine. And Honda came back in. So, you know, if we want to talk about where this Aston Martin-Red Bull rivalry is going... Like that is going to be fire yeah. uh, where you're having. It's going to be good. Well, and let's not forget that Red Bull used to be Aston Martin Red Bull. Yeah. Racing, so th- there, there is still these ties. there. It's it's so it's so real housewives drama sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> like this was such a sloppy handover for Honda. And it like the script writers out there. I know we're in the middle of a writer strike. This is beautiful. This is like absolutely right. <laughs> the best thing that could have happened was this like this exact chain of events. Um, it's going to be a huge issue for Red Bull down the line. And, you, you know, uh, we're going to see if, you know, everyone, the issue right now in F1, obviously, is that Verstappen is clear, clear and above the best driver. So it's always just like a race for second, uh, which, I, which I totally right. understand is like, a, you know, less uh, exciting thing. But, you know, the thing that's going to stop him is going to be stuff like this. And, you know, uh, 2026 is going to be absolutely insane. 
Uh, yeah. 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 Next up, uh, Oscar Piastri uh, coming in at number 10. Piastri's season's gotten a lot better. He's gone from someone that people were thinking maybe couldn't handle the pressure to, uh, you know, showing, putting up some impressive times. And we want to talk about the rookies on the the track. You know, he's outperforming DeVries by a mile. You know, he's outperform and he's outperforming Logan Sargent. So, you know, Piastri has, has driven himself into a more secure position at uh, McLaren. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like night and day. I mean, DeVries has really kind of taken the brunt, I think, that a lot of these guys want. Because even Sargent, despite getting P20 and almost everything he's ever tried, yeah. uh, is, is not getting the kind of shit that DeVries was getting. Because I think the expectation for Sargent was like, well, he's kind of brought in as a marketing ploy to get the Americans to like it a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Where DeVries was really supposed to deliver, especially after the practice drive that he had last year where he got points on his yeah. debut. So I think the expectations were through the roof for him. So anytime you don't reach those expectations, uh, it can be a little tough. And then Piastri, I think, had that cloud over his head with Alpine going into the mm -hmm. year. And now the, it seems like the car is getting figured out. He's getting more comfortable in it. And I think all that stuff is just behind him. So now he can really just focus on racing. Yeah, next year they're going to be it, – it's going to be very interesting next year when I do see a scenario where McLaren is starting to push uh, Aston Martin. And what is interesting yeah. about this is that it went from a very clear in the head. It was Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. Those were the three. Aston Martin this year cemented themselves into that top section. There is a scenario next year or in a year after that where we see McLaren improving to a point where the top is some mixture of five teams and not four. And that's going to be absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Zach... Zach Brown, even in an interview, was talking about that. He goes, and I don't even think they were expecting to be as successful as they're even doing right now. Not that they have any real points to show for it, yeah. but I think they were, they're already focused on next year. They're like, next year we hope to be where we were a few years ago, where we're winning a couple races, we're getting podiums all the time. And then 2025, they're like, we should be really winning some stuff. And then 2026, he goes, it's anybody's game with the new rules, so there's no reason we shouldn't be going for the world championship. And this, this so, yeah. Obviously, I think every team principal is going to talk like that to a point and be optimistic and be like, oh, well, we suck now, but wait three years from now. You know, that's really easy to say, and you kind of have to say that for your investors. But McLaren's always been yeah. around, man. They've always been great. So I, I think they're just missing kind of a couple pieces of the pie to really put something Yeah, together. and, uh, you know, today I'm sure this is reactionary on my part. You know, someone that grew up with New York sports radio where every day is the best or worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. Right, you know, right. today is the first time in a very long time that I thought, you know who could steal, a, 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 you know, a first place during the season out of nowhere? You know, it's Lando Norris. He, he out could. of nowhere, he you're could. not expecting him. You know, he's such a wildly good driver that it was just been in prison in this fucking McLaren. Yeah. You know, if they just get the car good enough, then there's then, you know, he could easily take, a, you know, a P1 sometime. Uh, then after that. So this is where it gets kind of sad. You know, we're going into the, the people got eliminated in Q2. Sergio Perez. Oof. Oof. Tough. What a fucking he has just had such a bad past couple of weeks. He went from being yeah, it's almost like he's in he's in his head. right? Yeah, now. he went from the conversation several weeks ago, maybe even a month ago was is Sergio Perez going to pass Max Verstappen at some point during this season in points cut to like three, four weeks later. And the question is. 
does Sergio Perez lose his job at some point? Yeah. <laughs> Sergio Perez looked so bad today. He was sliding off the track. He put in shitty times. He was in the gravel at least twice, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And I know twice, the first yeah. one that he, you know, the first time he went to the gravel was in the beginning, what, you know, right before they had red flagged the, the, the race, you know, which is it's still, you know, not his fault, but at the same time, he, he goes off the track again later on. It's just fine. It's bad. He's got to, he's got to get out. He's got to hope, uh, you know, tomorrow. I don't think he's obviously going to, you know, do anything significant, but you know, in the future, thank God there's a break next week. Uh, he's got to, he's got to look inside himself and find Jesus a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I I, I don't know if Jesus is the answer yeah. to this. I think he's got to. <laughs> you fucking heretic! <laughs> I think he's got to find some fucking focus. Yeah. Is what he needs to do. Like, um, but that's the thing. I mean, the Red Bull car is still fast. I don't think necessarily at this course it's as dominant as it was in courses in the past. Clearly, I mean, with Max Verstappen driving it, obviously it can. But be. But the difference but, is so much. It's yeah. I I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, does Perez have the ability to tear through the field the way that Verstappen did uh, when he started P16? You know, is does he have the wherewithal to get up into podium places within you know half of the race essentially? Because Max was in P1 in like lap 30 or something like that when he started P16 and wherever the fuck that was Australia. And I know that like la- last um, week, you know, uh, uh, last week he qualified pretty bad. He wasn't able to go up the field just because it was Monaco and stuff. The track is bigger yeah. here. You know, it's a track track. So, you know, and it's fast, fast, getting rid of that chicane, I think definitely helps the Red Bull with straight line speed, all that kind of stuff. The big DRS zone coming in at full speed into the DRS zone rather than accelerating through it, coming out of that chicane in the last. But the conversation we would be Uh, having with with Verstappen in the same car that Perez is driving is at what point, you know, it does does Verstappen in a P11 get into first before 15 laps. The conversation with Sergio Perez is, does he make a top five during the entire race? And like, I don't know what it is they're doing with Verstappen's car and Verstappen, but it is just, it is, it's got to be so bad for Perez just like day to day, you know? Well, I can tell you one person who really loves what Perez is doing right now. There's one person who's probably really excited on the edge of his seat and just sitting by the phone, just staring at his phone. He's changing his phone from silent to vibrate to on. And that's our boy, yeah. Daniel Ricciardo. And, uh, I mean, he's got to be excited to see this. Finally, he goes, oh, great. Now there's not there's two championship guys on the same team. There's no way I'm ever going to play. <laughs> Ma, they're not letting me play. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you, keep fucking up. Crash the car. Get in the gravel. <laughs> like, do whatever you got to do. Get me in that fucking Oh, seat. yeah, he's paid. And he's up for a Pirelli test. And uh, I don't know if he's the one that's testing this. I don't know if you saw this, by the way, but they are going to be testing no blanket tires. Uh, Pirelli is testing yeah, oh, wow. blanketless tires and apparently uh, Hamilton had driven on a little bit and called them dangerous so <laughs> they're still trying to figure this out FIA decides ultimately if they want to if they have the ability to do uh, blanketless tires uh, but that's a thing if I'm not mistaken because uh, I do know that he's getting a Pirelli tire test and he's going to be getting into that Red Bull at some point uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks I think it literally is after this week um, you know, if he puts in a couple of impressive track times up there, they got to call him and keep in mind, he's from Australia. So his number is like, for sure, something like plus four, seven, one, eight, five, eight, yeah. two, nine, three, six, eight, five, eight, 
Eight, eight, just like some like long to, ass number. I like to think there being a lot of nines. Yeah. Nine's probably the, my favorite number to say in the Australian accent. Nine, 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 eight. Nine. It's nine, eight, nine, one, two, nine, nine. two, three, four, six, nine, nine, <laughs> nine, eight, six, nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> that number again, nine, nine. Yeah, one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Longest infomercials ever in Australia. Uh, Yeah, he's he's sucked. George Russell, you know, unfortunately had his issue tangle up, uh, you know, with uh, Hamilton in the middle of Q2. Sucks for him. I, you know, I think he's going to push a little bit. Uh, I do think he finishes within the top 10. I do see Hulkenberg kind of being the the bubble guy in all of this. Uh, But we are going to see, you know, it's so unclear uh, what those Mercedes can do against the Haas. Haas last week was fighting with uh, with Ferrari, you know. So right. these Haases, even if they aren't ultimately going to finish above uh, a George Russell, they are going to make it very hard for him to quickly pass them. Uh, you know. Well, I'm 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 looking now at some of the upgrades that Haas actually brought to the course this week. And one of the upgrades they actually brought was American Spirit. Oh. They just injected it right into the gas yeah. tank. Um, so it's going to be scrappy. It's going to be underdog. It's going it, to it's going to really bring them to the top, the next level. I think they could win the. Revolution. Yeah, I actually heard. So I was I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how Haas's new like front wing section, like the front part, weighs exactly seventeen hundred and seventy six ounces, and you know yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think yeah, that you know course. that's the perfect number uh, for that. Uh, you know that's yeah. With, there's no other number that it should. I just, be. you know, aside from Logan Sargent, I don't think anyone is going out there thinking about, you know, the sacrifices that our boys made in Normandy. Uh, we're not thinking right. about the time that we um, had. Oh, what did John Cena say about Osama? Like we have compromised yeah. Osama bin Laden to a permanent end, or whatever he told. Yeah, me. hearing hearing George Bush say yeah. terror instead of terror, yeah. terror. This is yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that fire. Hear me up. out. Uh, the Haas gets rid of all sponsorship for one one race and just puts a big old mission accomplished right across <laughs> right across the delivery. That's yes. what I want. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then, you know, uh, Zhou Yu, uh, you know, he's still Zhou Yu's a great driver. You know, he's driving so inconsistent. I feel like he has had such an inconsistent run with Alfa Romeo. This is going into last year. I feel like he has just like been very unlucky. This is a team that's getting, you know, they're going, they're becoming Audi in a year uh, or, or is it next year or the year after that. Uh, you know, so it's hard to kind of gauge him. It seems like he's always driving better than the car, but at the same time, you never see him like do anything remarkable. Um, he's kind of just invisible, uh, you know, right. on, on the track. Uh, you know, do you have any other thoughts on him or? No, not really. I mean, yeah, just kind of underwhelming right, right where he should yeah. be. I guess. Uh, next yeah. up, uh, you know, we had the Alpha Tauris. DeVries finishing above Yuki. Uh, Nick DeVries. But that's only because mm-hmm. only because of a, a lap being a race for Yuki. Yes. Yuki did put in a uh, faster time, but it was a race. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm very defensive of my boy Yuki. No, I, agree. I actually did not uh, know that. So that's actually good to know. My, my whole thing with him is that Nick DeVries, uh, you know, so, I think Helmut Marco at one point sat him down. I was like, listen. Uh, you're either you're either going to stop fucking up, or Daniel Ricardo is coming into this seat. Uh, and they gave him, if I'm not mistaken, right. until the end of the Spanish Grand Prix to make a decision on him. Uh, it's weird that a P14 is him doing not terrible uh, compared to what he's previously done. Uh, the big question is: Let's say this weekend 
uh, Delano Ricardo, you know, just fucking drives the tires off that um, off that Pirelli test. Uh, you know, does he lose a seat to? Does Nick DeVries lose a seat to him uh, if Nick DeVries has a bad race? Uh, and keep in mind, it's Red Bull. Just, Red Bull does this shit. Red Bull did this shit to Albon. Red Bull is sad. Absolutely sad. They've done this to Ricardo before. You know, this is yeah. NBC picking late night hosts. <laughs> but they do it at that Red Bull level. I I'm don't think they use the AlphaTauri seat to... They use it to develop talent. So they clearly think DeVries is going to need more time. Whether or not... I mean, if they pull him out, that means that they're done with him forever and he's not going to drive an F1 yeah. for the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty big hammer to Not drop that on Christian Horner gives a, a shit. He doesn't give a flying yeah. fuck. That's that's 100% right. Um, and they love Daniel Ricardo over yeah. there. But when you take a whole year off, I mean, I just don't think you can guarantee that Daniel can flip that switch and be that savage mode. I mean, totally. I'm sure he's working out. I'm sure he's staying in shape. But he's also spending a lot of time going to galas yeah. and putting on tuxedos and shit that I think when you're an F1 driver at that level, you're one of the top 20 drivers in the world. Your brain has to be in a certain program to to function at that level, at that level of competitiveness week in and week out. So does Daniel Ricciardo have the ability to flip it and then all of a sudden sit in that AlphaTauri seat and thrive? Or is he going to finish right around where DeVries is already? And then is AlphaTauri better developing DeVries and turning him into that or putting Ricardo in that seat mid-season and kind of doing a best of – nobody gets the best of both worlds in that situation. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it really all does, in my mind, hinge on how Ricardo does in this Pirelli test. I think that he's yeah. got to give them a reason to – He's got to give them a reason to put him in that car. And then Nick DeVries also has to give them a reason not to take Nick DeVries out of the car. So it's like these right, two competing right. factors need to happen at the exact same time. And it will be decided over the next couple of weeks. You know, after the Spanish Grand Prix, we got the Canadian Grand Prix, you know, on the on the 18th. If I'm not yeah, the 18th of June. Right. Um, you know, there's a good chance that, like... You know, not for the Canadian Grand Prix, but, you know, if Nick DeVries has an underwhelming or bad performance this week, Ricardo has a really great Pirelli test. And then we go into after the break, uh, you know, uh, we have a we have a DeVries do poorly at the Canadian Grand Prix. The one after that is uh, Austria, you know, on July 2nd at Red Bull. Like, why not? Like, I can see if DeVries has two mediocre to bad races and Ricardo has a good test. Ricardo at the Austrian Grand Prix. Why not? Yeah, you know, I, I I could see that. I could see that, or or even yeah, some sort and of sit in fucking. And how how excited would the Red absolutely. Bull absolutely in that car? That that's a great PR move. Is on and if I'm Red Bull, yeah. like that's fucking that's like Demar Hamlin coming back in next year, opening you know opening game against the Jets. That's like you're having right. this like huge homecoming for the biggest star in F1, who's currently not driving. And I say big star in F1 and currently not driving with a parentheses out. out between the two because he is the biggest star in F1 still and he hasn't been driving um, I think also right. a big thing is that Christian Horner when uh, Daniel Ricciardo came into uh, you know came into uh, Red Bull this year made it clear that that Ricciardo had bad habits the car was bad at McLaren like they said that he was a yeah. different driver than af after he was a different driver at Rebel than what they got back after the McLaren and Renault stints so hopefully right. he's like worked out some of those uh, bad behaviors and he's uh, you know he's doing uh, he's doing better. Uh, I would love to see him back in. We'd I all see him back you in. Pronouncing it, pronouncing it Renault by the Renault. way, because the French just get rid of letters yeah. and it fucking drives. Fuck me him. Nuts. There's a T there. Okay. 
It's A L U T, and they say we pronounce A L U T, even though they are all these letters. We we call it O. And Renault, <laughs> seventeen. It's Renault. And, and let's remember, you guys. You know, aside from Lafayette, you guys have uh, fucking done what for us? Okay, <laughs> done absolutely fucking what? You mediocre. Is, if we need, uh, man, this is an Alex Edelman joke. So this is not my joke, but Alex Edelman, I think, is one of the funniest. Like one-off jokes on France. He goes, uh, you know, I learned French in high school and the only thing I learned was how to say I surrender in German. And <laughs> <laughs> great. Anyways, all right, next up. Uh, yeah. This has been a very heavy fuck the French episode. Yeah. If you are French out there, yeah, we love you. Go fuck I mean, yourself. I'm sorry. I, mean, we I, I went to business school. Listen, <laughs> I went to business school. The French kids at business school made us all cheat. We all, they all would fucking cheat in their different languages. Of course. So, of they course. had to make, they made us all, it was so crazy. Everyone had to cheat to keep up with the cheating that was established by the French <laughs> in business school. And you want to hear the funniest part about this? You're going to laugh your ass yeah. off. Take, I'll give you three guesses who was on the board of trustees at my business school at Yeshiva University. Uh, <laughs> three of, of French. No, people? no. All time business. Think of, <laughs> think of who the worst person to have on the board of trustees at a business school was in two thousand and eight. Donald Trump. Guess again. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> One more guess. One more guess. Uh, uh, oh, um, fuck! I just watched this document. Bernie, you're Madoff. damn straight. You damn straight he was on our board of trustees. I got to deal with the fucking French kids cheating every goddamn test. Meanwhile, yeah. the board of the person in charge of the board of trustees at Cy Sims Business is getting escorted to prison five months yeah. into my fucking college career. Also cheating. Also cheating. <laughs> like Red Bull was cheating. Think about it, man. Anyway, uh, you know, bottom five, we had Valtteri Bottas, who continues his uh, sad, slow march into retirement. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, he's going to be really, he's going to do really good stuff at the 24 hours of Le Mans at some point. Um, you I know, I just hope he keeps that mustache. Yeah. He's got a good mustache. He's got to keep it. I want, I want it to get big, curly and white in his yeah. old age. Nice you know? guy. Like very nice, nice guy. guy. Love Valtteri. I got a soft spot for Valtteri. I mean, cool, he, fun. Was the, he was the go-to guy for years and years. He's the reason Hamilton even had a chance to win all these championships. In my opinion, he's a, he's a perfect teammate for that. Yeah. Um, and now he's just kind of going to kind of disappear, uh, uh, but he'll be back. I, I think he'll stick around the sport, not as a personality or anything. That might be the least interesting announcer. Is <laughs> <laughs> just the, the 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 shortness of Valtteri Bottas, but no, I, I love that. Guy. I think uh, you know he recently did go through a divorce, if I'm not mistaken. But Valtteri Bottas always to me always felt like one of the most married dudes on the track. Like like totally. Sebastian Vettel, very married dude. That guy is a married dude, you know. Yeah. Versus uh, Bottas puts on the white and blue Asics in most. Yes, days. yeah, fucking polo. The, yeah. uh, they all wear polo shirts, but something about yep. the polo shirts that he would wear versus like you know Ricardo uh, wearing it. You know, it just he is such a him and uh, Alonso is obviously single, but uh, Sergio Perez married dude, and we're not just saying married dude, and as it, like a fact, like there is a vibe in essence to him, like. You oh, know, yeah. like I will say this: Lewis Hamilton, not married, married dude. He gives me totally married, married dude, dude. Uh, married dude. Uh, you know, Calm, under control, yeah, not chaotic. For, just yeah, everything's measured. Yeah, 
It seems like a wife is like, now nah, do the yellow, more yellow on the yeah. helmet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, versus like, yeah, like Gasoline, Akon, and Stroll, fucking not married dudes. Yeah, Yuki, single, single for, life. for life. But I would say Zhou Guan Yu, married dude. Married yes, dude. Definitely a married dude. Magnuson yeah. and Hulkenberg, married dudes. Both married, yeah. maybe to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albon, not married. Leclerc, not married no. dude. Logan Sargent, baby, no. you cannot tie down the red, white, and blue. Okay? I will say Leclerc, Leclerc's not married, but he's never broken up with a girl. No. They've always broken up with Yeah. Him. Habitually single. <laughs> I bet I bet Leclerc does complain about girls that he likes but doesn't have the courage to ask out often. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're an F1 driver. Do it. Yeah. I don't know. What if she doesn't like she, me? Let me write a song for yeah, her. Yeah. And then she plays a song for her, and she's like, wow, that was uh, the saddest thing I've ever uh, heard before. Wow. That was for me. Do you have Carlos's number? Oh. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Magnuson, uh P17, uh, you know, weird. Once again, the Haases are hilariously inconsistent, where every week one of them does yeah, well, 50-50. one of them does poorly, and I'm here for the show. It's all, yeah. Just like America, baby. Yeah. Staying with the American spirit. <laughs> they can't all work. It's half and half. <laughs> Only half of you get to eat your cake every four years, and the other half have to sit there. The and top eat 1% it. of P3s are owned by 1%. Of the population. The one. The drivers of the F1 are the 1%. The 1% of the 1%. The 1% of the 1%. 1% of the tires are used by 99%. Oh, my roommate just walked in and heard me yelling this uh, pretty made off impression. Uh, next up, you know, yeah, Albon. Uh, you know, that, that Williams is doing as the Williams does. Every week, the, the conversation with the Williams and with Albon is like, does he, you know, perform slightly better than the car? Is, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else. He's got a hot girl, hot yeah, girlfriend. And, I mean, the Williams are tough. I wanted Sargent to do well yeah. in the Williams, but it's it's going to be a tough year, I think, for for Williams. I just want a point. I want a single point for Sargent. That's it. I want him to yes. just want something out of him. You know, I need him to be. I mean, I do have the outright bet going as well on on him over uh, Albin. So I do need him to to at least get. There's got to be at least one race this year. There always is where everything's fucking haywire. And and Sergeant's gonna find himself in like P six or seven or five or something like that. I, I'm calling it now. Does Albin have points yet on the season? He does, right? Yeah, he's got one. I think he does. I think it's just yeah. Sergeant and DeVries that are pointless. So I the think. big question here at the end of the season, who do you think ends up uh, with more points, Sergeant or DeVries? I'm gonna go with Sergeant just because I, once again, DeVries' seat is not set in stone. And yeah, he might not even finish the season. Yeah. So I think Sergeant is Sergeant's racing every race, no matter what happens. DeVries has a chance to not. Yeah, Sergeant, they're not getting rid of the one American driver. Uh, no, you know, especially not. with Ricardo not being there. Uh, you know, it's the greatest country in the world yeah. <laughs> to supplement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, oh boy, here it is, Charles Leclerc. Uh, with, you know, one of the worst races, one of the worst qualifyings that he's ever done. You know, this is a guy that's known for qualifying P1 consistently and then not finishing races. Uh, I would argue that his shitty, uh, spoiled Monaco, uh, vibe always to me was like, uh, was like, that was why he just like, he's like, I will try in this situation, but I'm not going to slum it in the races, you know? Uh, yeah, right. He had an absolutely terrible, terrible race. We talked about it in the beginning of the of the episode. Uh, the big story, you know, the two big stories from this was Hamilton and Russell hitting each other, and then and then Leclerc finishing as poorly as he did. It seemed like he didn't know what had happened. His description of the car was sad. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it up top. If you, I don't know if you have any residual stuff you want to talk about with Leclerc, uh, but 
No, I think we pretty much covered everything with Leclerc. I mean, definitely follow him on Spotify. There's yeah. going to be a new song every every other week. So, uh, <laughs> other than that, no, I think uh, I think it's just another sad week for Leclerc. But with that said, I mean, he's done it before. He did come through the field when he started in the back uh, in the past and, and at least got into the top. I think he was in top six or something like that. Yeah. So he's not entirely out of it if he can if they can figure out what's going on with that car and and try and just get comfortable and get into a rhythm in the race. I could see him. I don't know if he gets into the top six again. I think he definitely breaks into top ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, next up, we have, uh, you know, Logan Sargent. Uh, my hope for him is that he kind of finishes just above Albon at this point. I need him to start doing something. Yeah. He's still getting – the car is so bad. There's no expectations there. You know, if I'm him, I'm taking – first of all, I'm seeing Fast X this weekend uh, before right. the race. Um Right, right before you know, the race, like in the fucking garage. And the reason why, first of all, is uh, nothing is more important than family. Uh, damn, damn right. right. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to see him. I want to see him send it. You know, I want to see him in the safest way possible. Take risks. I, you know, obviously Leclerc is not going to be there in front of him uh, very long. But you know, pass yeah. uh, Albon. You know, uh, challenge Magnussen. Uh, you know, I just, I want to see him it, it, I like think he's got nothing to lose. Uh, yeah. And that's what it is. Is I mean, it's, it's a comfortability thing with the car because I mean, he's had his moments where he was looking good. He was going to get into, into Q3 or I think it was Q2 in, um, in Baku. Yeah. And he, uh, and then he tries to push a little more and because he doesn't know the car very well, he doesn't know the limits. It fucking spins out and crashes on him. I mean, those things are getting pushed on the line so much that if you're not a hundred percent knowing that car, you're, you're a millimeter on that pedal away from, from spinning it out into the wall. So yeah, I would like to see him start to take more of those risks and those chances and, this is a, and fucking throw that car around, man. Why not? It's a fucking Williams drive, dr- it, drive it, crash it. Who gives you a got fuck? that Duracell power baby. Okay. Yeah. Got the energy. Energizer bunny, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that fucking energizer buzzer pulling it around. That's what he needs. He needs one of those big. Do you drums. think the way that they? He needs to the fucking somebody following him with one of those big. Yeah. Drums as he's walking boom, into his boom, car. Boom. What they got yeah. it? Do you think that the way that they check the electricity on those Williams cars is that they push the white button on top of that little battery and then a second white button towards the bottom of that little battery thing that they have up top? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have another yeah. secret. That yellow, the yellow sure. line yeah. gets. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, my last kind of comment on Logan Sargent is that this week of all races, you know, the track is slippery. People are going all over the fucking place. You know, George Russell, I, at one point of the, his radio, uh, on his radio, he said something about not trusting the tires and the conditions at all. Someone's going to slide off. You know, someone, uh, people are uncomfortable with this track, clearly. Uh, you know, if Logan Sargent can uh, push it and not slide off, uh, you know, this is the kind of race to gain a couple of uh, a couple of places. Um, yeah. If you want to talk about um, outright betting, you know, uh, for the race, right now, this will shock you. Uh, Max Verstappen is at a minus 440. Uh, the smart thing to do uh, would be to put $70,000 on Max Verstappen to win seventy to win $1,000 probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, you know, FanDuel. Let me just see if anything is updated. Uh, Carlos Sainz at a plus seven fifty, and then it's Lewis Hamilton at a plus sixteen hundred. Fernando Alonso at a uh, at a plus sixteen hundred. I don't think they have up yet the um, individual. Uh, sorry, let me just put this in. Uh, yeah, I didn't see them up they, there. I'm, I'm they really they don't have any uh, up. Let me just. Sorry. Uh, let me see. Let me see. 
Um, yeah, I couldn't even find any F1 bets like immediately after the uh, qualifying. Yeah, on FanDuel. You know, I I'm, if I was uh, if I was a betting guy, you know what what I would kind of uh, be throwing money on is obviously, um, you know, not um, you know, not the the race winner itself because it's going to be Max, but like you know, I, a fan of a Lando Norris podium. I, I think that that's not a terrible uh, bet to make. Fernando Alonso podium, I think, is definitely not a terrible bet to make. Uh, you yeah. know, I, Carlos Sainz, you know, is what it is. I, he, I can definitely see him finishing P2, but is that, like, an exciting bet to make? You know, not not really. Uh, you know, I would also love to throw um, into a uh, finishing in the points, um, a George Russell finishing in the points, uh, you know, yeah. a Yuki Sonoda five places on a rack on, on a track like this. If you're Yuki and you know, once again, the, the P15 is a little bit deceiving because he had that uh, lap get erased, but a Yuki Sonoda to finish in the points, I think is also not a terrible bet there. Uh, what are you kind of thinking? Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I mean, I think you could even, if you want to go crazy and try and get a big, uh, uh, a big number up there, it's a long shot, but to get a fucking Hulkenberg, yeah. In your in your podium, why not throw a couple yeah. bucks on that guy? I mean, right now, what's he what's he looking at right now? Hulkenberg uh, plus five thousand. <laughs> so why not? Why not? I mean, you never know. A couple of if if he's driving the way he's driving today in qualifying, and a couple of guys have some engine problems or spin off the track, it's to, it is possible for for him to at least be in contention for that. Yeah. Uh, later in the race, but um, yeah, I think a George Russell podium is is a great bet. It's at plus thirteen hundred right now. Um, again, he's back in the field, but I think that's possible. And Fernando Alonso, that that might be easy money, you know. I mean, it's it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. But, oh wait, sorry, um, I didn't yeah. see they actually do have podium uh, odds up. Yeah, it's a minus seven hundred for Verstappen, a minus one seventy five for Signs, minus one hundred five uh, for Hamilton and Perez, a plus one sixty. Uh, for uh, Alonzo, and then a plus 330 for Norris, plus 160 for uh, Alonzo. That's what I would be betting on for podium. Yeah, I agree. That's the bet I would yeah. take out of all of this. You know, I would throw some dumb money onto Lando Norris uh, for a podium, but that's kind of all that I would I would do uh, when it comes to podiums. The rest of it, you know, Carlos Sainz uh, and Ham- Hamilton being 105 uh, for a podium seems a little bit, high to me uh, that minus 105 yeah. um you know i definitely would put the 105 on perez i uh, no, sorry uh let me take that back also they have perez at a plus 105 to finish in uh podium i don't like that at all uh i think i yeah. think the 160 uh, is easier the 160 and the 330 on lando norris and uh and fernando alonso is what i would do totally yeah, yeah. no i'm with you on that um, yeah, and, and why not string string some parlays yeah. together? Yeah, you know, start taking these low bets. Put a Fernando Alonso in there. Let's get some other people up on the points. Have some fun. Like that, that's what I like doing. I like putting a little bit of money down and seeing if I can't fucking get the right exact race to happen. Let's see, what would it? Uh, and then and then you you pay a little cash. If I had a if I had a podium finish, okay, here's what I would do. So if you know if I'm picking three, that would be you know Vax Verstappen obviously at a minus seven hundred. Then I would put. Um, for sure, Alonzo, and uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, and then a um, a Lewis Hamilton, ten bucks uh, would uh, get. I would get forty eight bucks back um, for it's this. That's not bad at all. You know, that's that's how. I, if I had to par, I would parlay a podium with this. 
is how I would kind of yeah. go into yeah. this. Um, you know, maybe not all three, but definitely like a Max Verstappen and, uh, you know, an Alonzo or like, a, you know, a Sainz and Alonzo or, uh, you know, right. something. But definitely Perez is going to be Perez be, being on a Red Bull is going to artificially inflate his numbers uh, for this weekend. So I would stay away. If I could take a lean out, if I find a bank to take a lean out on him, that would be a, a very smart thing to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have a- anything um, else for uh, this weekend? No, I think that's good. And we're, and we're getting a little longer. Yeah. We should probably just try and wrap this up. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for the weekend. Just so everybody knows, uh, the race is Sunday, mm. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we are in Spain, and then we have a couple of weeks off. So enjoy the race. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be watching it at home with the wife in the morning. The wife. That's the good thing about Drive to Survive is it gets the wife's into Yeah. So um, if you have a lady out there and you're like, man, I wish I had someone to, to watch the race with, go tell them that there's a great new reality show out on Netflix called Drive to Survive. Yeah. They'll be hooked. You say more drama. Um, I got the whole family watching it this year. So it's, a, it's exciting. Will Buxton is the Andy Cohn of tires yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they gotta do they um, really gotta they really gotta have andy Cohn host uh uh you know a, ra- a ra- the closest we got was that a couple of weeks ago they had uh perez and uh, verstappen on part of my take uh but neither of them yes. would say anything controversial in the most frustrating yeah, way press trained. yeah that's that's the problem is they're all under contract press trained you need to get somebody like fernando alonso once he's out of contract i think is going to be a really fun guy to chat yeah with. Or, you know, Verstappen walks into a room and you go, Max, when's the last time you cried? Yeah. What, Max? Well, I've never cried. Wh- I've never cried in my life. Really, Max? You haven't? Oh, one time. Well, uh, you know, disintegrate. Well, one time, uh, Yoss, Yoss uh, hit me after they got... Uh, hmm. I got P1, but it was a slow P1. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gotten P11. He was annoyed that I didn't take P1 yeah. and P2 at the same time. Yeah, I, I apologize. And then right after that, asking him, Max, when's the last time you laughed? And then he really starts to cry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we got uh, to... Uh, all right, let's end, let's end it on Max Verstappen crying, because yes. that's kind of how I'm hoping tomorrow uh, tomorrow's race ends. Yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Mm. Um, we'll be back at it again next week, uh, talking about this race, and then you know we'll be shooting the shit over the, the next couple of weeks. We got Canada weeks, coming uh, up. Have the break. Canada's coming up after that. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Send us your questions, uh, rocketmenpod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at rocketmenf1. Uh, Any any, uh, last thoughts there, Aitan? I am uh, just burning out my fuse out here alone, baby. Oh, fuck me. All right, here we go. Uh, All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.